Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Dentley Show with Dr. James Dentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Dentley. Hello, welcome back. Well, I'm here, so it's got to be Friday. And remember, uh, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. And if there's no box, all we have is possibility. There's greatness in each and every one of you. Well, today I got a very special guest. You know, we met in California through the City Gator City Summit. I heard so many great things about him. We met before and had a chance to chat briefly. And it was always somebody recommended to me that we should work together. I should get a chance to know who he was. And you know, after digging deep and, and uh, doing my secret investigation, I found out not only is he uh, a, a great entrepreneur and has done many things, he's also a humanitarian. He's out to rescue, I believe it was a white tiger. We're going to hear about that. But he's just a great human being. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to each and every one of y'all, Yuval Zeev. Yuval, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, glad to have you here, my friend. So first of all, you know, I've got my hat on. Because of social distancing, we haven't had a haircut like in two months. Oh my God. So I always tell people when I take my hat off, I may look like Frederick Douglass by the time I take this cap off. <laughs> hair be like, are you out here? Look at my oh. hair. I'm not wearing any hat. I don't like hats, and that's, that's how I look. Yeah. I don't get a haircut. You're still looking good, my friend. Thank you. So tell me, first of all, how are you guys holding up right now through uh, what's happening in our country and in the world with this COVID-19? Well, it's definitely a time that we never seen before. I mean, I've lived, I'm originally from Israel. I've lived in the U.S. since about 2000, 2001, a kind of transition between Israel and the U.S. And we have operation in Israel and here. And the COVID-19 is affecting all over the world, all over the states in different. So we operate in different states. So we see different effects like Georgia, where we have a lot of properties has opened up much more than this state. But still, we're seeing people um, not going to work, even after the governor said they could go to work for the most part. We're seeing the economy effect on the businesses. We're seeing businesses and individuals having a hard time to pay the bills. So it's really unprecedented. I've uh, never seen anything like that. I've been here at the, at the recession of 2008, the Great Recession of 2008 or 2011, 12. Uh, I've seen a bad economy. It took time to see everything kind of coming down. This time it's just like um, an earthquake. Is that crazy? Yeah, it happened real suddenly. It happened around the globe. But I'm a, I'm a real optimist. I believe that whenever there's big challenges, there's big opportunities that await. And I believe that sometimes the universe has to detox, so to speak. Certain things have to be moved away and shifted. And sometimes this radical change can be good for us. I think the biggest challenge is that we're losing so many great, wonderful people that are dying because of this are falling ill. And hopefully that that won't be in vain and uh, and we'll learn from it and grow from it and can honor them and uh, that we pray over time that people can find a sense of peace or just a way to, to survive and smile from time to time after losing a loved one. Well, let's talk about you, my friend. So you've done a lot of stuff, man, from rescuing white tigers to you used to be in television production. You've got this big managing company. You've got thousands of properties all over the world. Tell us a little bit about Yuval. For our audience, tell us who you are. What is it that you do? Well, first of all, I'm a businessman, entrepreneur by all means. I'm a lawyer in my trade. I, I, I graduated law school in Israel in 95, uh, passed the bar in 96, worked as a lawyer there. Um, 
back and forth with the U.S. all my life uh, since I traveled in this great country. After the military service, I uh, was serving um, Israel as a, as a captain in the army for four and a half years. It's mandatory service. And I traveled here. I saw the opportunities. I love this place. So I kept coming back and forth, but I lived in Israel. And around 2001, I moved here permanently. Mm -hmm. I worked here also as a producer at the production company. Then I worked as an in-house counsel for a real estate corporation, learned a lot about real estate here, which is a little bit different than the way we're doing it in Israel. The laws are different. The people, everything is a little bit different. Um, um, for example, in Israel, the default of tenant is that the tenant pays the edge away, the tenant pays the property tax. Here, it's always the landlord, usually, unless it's a commercial property, triple net. So you have to learn the differences. Uh, and I um, mostly invested in luxury properties here, developing them, buying them, uh, you know, flipping them. And I really enjoy doing it. Uh, don't have to do a lot when you do super luxury properties. You're dealing with multi-million dollar mansions and the market goes your way and you get the good deals. You make a lot of money without really working too hard. Then 2008 came and I saw things completely coming to a stop. The banks stopped loaning. Also now it's a big problem with the banks. We can talk about it. And I kind of uh, continue with the luxury, but I did a lot of switching to uh, affordable homes because I figure with a bad economy, uh, people are always going to need a place to live. I call them the Walmart homes. So yeah. homes between, I don't know, 60000 to $200,000 uh, that everybody can afford. And you can always find a tenant because the luxury ones when the economy goes bad, even the rich people are more hesitant to buy and to rent. And you're yeah. looking for 20 grand a month rent, 15 grand a month, and more. You know, good luck. It's hard. And um, so I started to buy a massive amount of homes and apartment buildings between mostly I started to buy around 2009, 10. And uh, I'm still buying now, but uh, we bought a lot in the, in the four years between 2009 to 2013. And uh, we did very well. So I, 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 I actually had the Pacific Holding Group for a long time. But I changed course to buying affordable homes, uh, improving communities, uh, repositioning apartment buildings, and um, just um, dealing with a lot of tenants in different states, which is fun. It's a lot of work, but it's fun too. <laughs> now, you know, the great thing about being in real estate, you know, they say real estate is you have to be in it because that's there forever. We always got to have some place we have to be. Sometimes the market gets to be pretty volatile. So what advice would you give to the person that's just starting off in real estate and they don't know whether they want to buy and hold and buy and flip? How do you know the difference? Um, well, when you buy and flip, first of all, you target an end user who's going to buy this home from you. The finishes have to be uh, a little bit better than just a renter. So you have to look at every small details, even if it's $200,000 house, um, a person is going to buy it from you. It's going to be more uh, examining everything, uh, ordering home inspection, looking at the years, how many um, years the roof has left. Um, same thing for the air condition. So you're going to be prepared for a different type of product, different type of clientele that's going to come there to inspect it. Usually the banks themselves also want to make sure that the house is 100% habitable, 100% good if it's FHA loan. Uh, if you're dealing with a renter, you can do cheaper stuff. Obviously, it's going to be more wear and tear. 
and uh, but you still have to you know give a good product. So for the inexpensive home, now with a luxury home, when you're dealing with luxury, luxury, you really have to go all out to get to the day to get a good buyer, you know, to pay you a few million bucks for a property. But um, on the not very expensive homes, if you're going to target Section 8 people, you still have to give them very good, nice home, clean. But like you don't, you don't have to do granite countertop. You don't have to do stainless steel appliances. You don't have to do uh, hardwood floors. It's not a must. It may be actually a negative. They have kids. They're going to scratch the floors. So you got to think what you're going to do. The good news about dealing with inexpensive homes, which are available around this country in plenty, is that even if you sort of speak stock and you cannot sell it, yeah. you can still rent it and hopefully get a good tenant and wait a year or two when the market gets better and then sell it. So you're going to have to fix it again. But it's, it's much more difficult with the luxury homes because you can't really rent them if you want to sell them. Um, you really need to keep them empty, which is really painful. Right. Now, luxury homes, what do you think about Airbnb? I mean, after the, uh, right now, people aren't traveling, but the world will open up again. So, Holly, what do you think about Airbnb? And has that been a good benefit in the real estate space? It's a great benefit. And uh, we've seen it become stronger and stronger. We say Airbnb, uh, just like uh, we're saying Amazon for online shopping. But, of course, there are other retailers. And same thing with Airbnb. They are the biggest and the pioneer um, in that field, but they uh, are not the only ones. So short-term rental business in a hall is a very good business for us landlords. Uh, allows us another avenue to uh, make money um, on, on luxury and non-luxury homes that where you can actually uh, share you know, the vacancy in your home. Some people do it even when they travel. So, you know, they travel abroad or they travel to see the parents, whatever, they stay there for a month. Why not give the house to somebody else who may need it and make some money and pay the mortgage this way, whatever you need to pay. So it's a great concept. I love it. Uh, my company has um, um, an arm called International Luxury Stay. Uh, and we are uh, through that arm. We actually um, use um, this platform to uh, market our, it's, it's ILS.site or internationalluxurystays.com. And uh, through, that, through that platform, we actually bring a lot of revenue, renting our luxury properties. Some of them right now are for sale, and we're trying to still, you know, use some short-term rental in between. Okay. Now, you know what? I always like to open the door for this. If, 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 who is your ideal client? And if someone uh, was interested in your services or, your, uh, or knew someone and got a good referral, um, who is that ideal client and how would they get in contact with you? Well, um, our ideal clients are, um, first of all, we're looking for renters all the time, of course, but we found that renters are in plenty. Uh, once you have a good product, we have no problem renting it. Um, we're looking for people to partners with us to actually come and, 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 and form partnership with us to invest in real estate. We think the market right now presents a great opportunity to invest. And um, there is the famous say, when everybody is greedy, be fearful. When everybody's fearful, be greedy. So right now it's time. <laughs> right now it's time to be greedy. Right now it's time to really go against the stream. And when everybody is holding off or buying, mm -hmm. is actually buy and and hold and, and know that in few years you're gonna make a lot of money. So we're looking yeah. for more money. And if people want to get in touch with us, uh, I guess the best way is to uh, uh, email us or go to our website, PacificHoldingsGroup.com, uh, or they can email. Um, 
um, CS, C for uh, cat, S for, uh, I mean, C for uh, customer, sorry, S for uh, service, CS at pacificholdingsgroup.com. pacificholdingsgroup.com.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice.csacustomerservice
when she became older, I brought her back to the ranch. I go visit her there. And yeah. we take her to the lake. We take all of them to the lake. Uh, we take them outside. They they do have some type of a cage, but it's really, really big cage. They are like in, yeah. in a closed area. They've always been in captivity. They've never been completely in the wild. They were born in captivity. So I don't think they feel bad. Like you're taking an animal and you're putting them in a, in a zoo, which I think is really cruel. And even those, they still like a dog. They need a place to play and to go outside. And you need to really uh, cater to their needs. Um, right. I just, the experience of having a baby tiger, and even when they grow bigger, to me, they're always going to be babies. It's, it's, it's amazing. And again, I like many animals. Yeah, but my, one of my favorites. Yeah, those are some powerful animals. Oh, my goodness, are they some powerful, graceful yeah. and powerful animals. Look, we're going to take a short break in about a few seconds. When we come back, I want to talk to you about leadership. You know, you're a captain in the military. Um, I believe leadership is about influence and the influence, first of all, yourself because of the achievements that you've had. And then uh, at the same token, man, you're a very approachable, nice guy. And I, I think that's really important. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about leadership. And uh, I'd like you to give that some, a little thought. We're on Facebook Live. We're on the radio as well. Uh, we trend this on about four or five of my different groups. So we ask everybody to keep sharing this uh, because I want to open it up for you to really spend some time before we, with our time together about what do you think people need to know right now at this time with all this anxiety going on in the world, what do you need to, people need to know that can help pull them through or to look at this glass like it really is half full because it is. So we're going to come right back after this commercial break with Yuval Z's. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be. And there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. you're tuned in to the james stentley show We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Again, that's JD at the JamesDentleyShow.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. I'm here with our special guest, Yuval 
Zeeb, uh, that's Z-I-B. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was basically him. I said that. I thought that's what I said, but I, living in Georgia and Texas and in the Midwest, I've got all that level of language going on. You got to be living in the middle to really understand me. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, you know, we were talking about leadership. I want to talk a little bit about leadership, and then I want to open up the door so you can talk about the things that are important to you right now. Uh, what's in your spirit, what message you want to get out, because I think that's really why we need to be here. But let's talk about leadership. What are some of the keys to leadership in your your opinion? Well, first of all, to be a leader, you have to be um, very clear about the goals you want to achieve. So every person has goals and dreams. But if you want to lead other people, you better be sure what are your goals and how you're going to actually achieve them. Then you want to empower other people to follow you to help you achieve your goals. So it's very important. One of the most important quality for this is integrity and um, serving as an example to show people that, for example, you ask them to work hard. You also work very hard, even though you don't have to work anymore, you still work hard because you believe in the cause and you want to get more and more successful. Um, It's very, very important to be a team player, to be able to work in an environment and understand that different people have different um, character. Uh, not everybody is the same. Some are slower, some are faster. Mm-hmm. Some are better than you in some things that you do, and yeah. some are not. So you need to be a team player and uh, train people and empower them to follow you. But once you do that, you basically multiply yourself by so many people that are following you. And just like in the army, you turn from uh, one single soldier to a platoon, to a company, to a battalion, to a... Uh, brigade to a division to a whole army and look at the big company it's all about the big companies can show you it's all about leadership it's all about a person had a vision and empowered other people to follow his or her vision outstanding man i agree you know i like what you said about the, the integrity but leading by example we used to use the acronym ceo stands for chief example to others to really lead that by the example with that integrity and and not telling people what to do, but to say, let's do this, involving them into a bigger picture because none of us reach our full potential alone. So, so what are you working on right now? If you we're on this show, what message is most important for you that you want to get out into the marketplace? Well, um, I think it's a time where we all need to stand together. I think if there is nothing, if there is something to learn from this uh, disaster, that we are very vulnerable. Uh, we go every day out of the red race and thinking about how we're going to get to work, how we're going to get back home to our family. And uh, we think about the everyday things. And then comes the COVID-19 like this and change the whole world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very bad thing. It's happening, but it's also a good thing to show us that we're very vulnerable and we need to stand together. Uh, we need to help each other and we really need to be nice to each other. Yes. So if it's something to learn from this is we are very vulnerable, we're human beings, and we can actually only succeed if we work together for the cause. So right now the cause is to defeat this terrible virus. It's going to go away, I'm sure, another month, two, a year, it's going to go away. But then there are going to be other challenges on a personal level, on a business level, on a country level, and we really need to work together. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, black or white, Uh, you know, uh, immigrant or born and raised here. We need to be nice to each other um, and really work together to help each other to be more successful, more healthy, and more happy. 
Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. Now, I'm thinking right now, when we first met, were we at the Expert Dojo? Is that where we met? Um, at the, I think I saw you at a few events, and the last one, you did an amazing job on stage, I remember. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much. But were you, were you at the Expert Dojo right across from the Cheesecake Factory City? Yes, Kingdom? yes, right that's correct. There? Yes, Expert Dojo, yes. Yeah, because I remember Brian yeah. pulling me to the side, making sure I met you. Richard yes. Dreyfuss was there that time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, making sure. And he, he always spoke very, very highly of you. And I'm thankful that Michelle was able to uh, to, to rein it back in and get us back together because we had some things to talk about. You know, my wife and I, we launched our own real estate investment company and contracting company. And I used to be in real estate very heavily in the 80s and kind of got away from it. So I need to want to talk to you about it with your expertise. And uh, let's talk about what we can do, man, because we have so much in, in common. And I understand you're, you're helping with, work with them with Global Unity a little bit too, right? Right, of course. Outstanding. Well, I'm looking forward to be a part of that. Is Michelle close by? I want to bring both of you guys into the shot. I want to talk sure. about uh, what we're going to be doing in Global Unity and how we you know, we work together no matter what we are, Republican or Democrat or independent or black or white or immigrant or you're born U.S. citizen, how all of us are one global family because this pandemic, if we paid attention, is that it didn't stop and say we're just going to attack one group of people, uh, no matter what the belief is. It, it came after everyone. And at some point, you know, we look and say, yes, we are our brother's keeper. We are our sister's uh, keeper as well. So Global Unity is now uh, being created and formed and becoming a big reality. And uh, Global Unity initially was founded by uh, Mr. Ryan Long, our dear friend who is departed in his body, but his spirit lives on because I still feel him. I don't need, you know, just there. And uh, here's Michelle. She is the head and focal point. Now, what position are you taking in Global Unity? You're the president now? Um, no, actually, Ryan's mother is the president. Okay, I'm so Donna's the president. Yeah, so Donna's going to be the president overseeing everything like Mama Donna should do. She's yeah. keeping us on point, crossing our T's, dotting our I's. Come a little closer so uh, I can hear you. Uh, we're, we're looking to really um, allow for our world to heal. And what's very interesting about Ryan's beautiful story is he magnetized so many amazing, great people. And if our inner core is out of alignment in any fashion, we can't accept in the love and appreciation and and really the heavy gift of the world, which is healing and abundance and, and incredible opportunities. And Ryan wanted that for everyone. And what we wanna do is create a foundation that brings everyone together. Like I shared earlier, uh, overcoming homelessness isn't just a day thing. You just get a home and you're not homeless. It's a mindset shift. This conscious revolution of our planet is going to take some time to shift. And that's where Global Unity wants to be an umbrella foundation that really helps to support and give funds out to other nonprofits. So what we're working on is massive amounts of grants to be supporting nonprofits. So we really just want to be a place where people can grow. And what I'm really excited about is we're going to be starting our training calls again. Like you were one of the trainers on the training calls. Thank you for participating with us. Um, we're going to be starting that again in the middle of May. So I'm very excited to get that going. We have a lot of great trainers coming on. Michelle Seiler Tucker signed up. We got Alex mm -hmm. Stern, of course. So amazing people. And I just pray and continue to know that we'll continue to magnetize amazing, great people. And I'm honored to be here serving with Yuval in his business right now. After Ryan passed, he was gracious enough to see what I'm doing. 
And I definitely am grateful to be here with him and learn about this next expansion to the journey, which is providing homes. And really what's amazing about what Yuval does is he doesn't just uh, buy homes and, and build that. He actually makes communities more beautiful by fixing the homes up and making things nice. There's that girl. Look at her. Oh, yes, Kara. Yes, there she is, her sister. Great to see you. So I'm really, I'm really honored to be of service, but also to be a student. And I'm very much a student right now of learning the real estate game. I'm grateful to be here with one of the best. Yeah. So yeah, really thankful to have us on the show today as well, James. Well, I, I will tell you, I don't know if you remember this, Michelle, we were having a, a, a board call and uh, there were several names that were given to me to get in contact. Yuval was on that list for us to come to work together. So I want to ask you, how did you meet Ryan? How did you get involved in the Gala Summit? How did you meet Ryan? Met Ryan through a friend of mine, Eden Feldman, that actually told me about it. Uh, for a few years, he'd been trying to invite me, and I was traveling a lot, and I was busy. And I finally uh, met Ryan, and I was invited to speak, I think it was like two years ago, at the Intercontinental. I think it was Century City. Mm -hmm. Intercontinental, that was my first time. And, um, and I remember this very well. It was my first time. I was a little bit nervous. I came there to see the thing. It was my first visit, and I was a speaker. So I was supposed to speak on Sunday, uh, but I, I, you know, I came on Saturday. I could not make it on Friday, and I saw all these amazing speakers. And I thought I'm a good speaker, but the people like you and others, I mean, I saw amazing people on stage that I said, oh, my God, they are just very powerful. I'm going to be hard for me to even, you know, get in this team. And not only that, they all spoke about their family. And thank you for my wife, and thank you for my kids, and I love my kids, and they show pictures of the kids. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm single, no wife, no kid. <laughs> my mom is in Israel, I can't even, so what am I gonna do? So I actually, the last minute, I, I brought up a picture on the slide of Maya, my baby tiger. And, and this, <laughs> my, my angel to the stage, everybody was laughing. I said, I have one daughter, her name is Maya, and then they were showing the picture of the tiger. But uh, this was my first uh, appearance, and Ryan and I really became good friends. And um, I, I, just, I just can't believe, I talked earlier about how vulnerable we are, and Ryan is also a very good example of a person who was just here. We had a New Year's Eve party in this office here with about 200 people. We had another event at this office afterwards talking about success and all that, and he is very powerful, very healthy, uh, we had uh, all kinds of plans about a resort we're going to put together, a very unique resort. And all of a sudden, I get the news he's in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, he's for sure going to get out of it because he's so strong. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's just, we are just human beings. We're here today, we are going tomorrow. Yes. You know, it, it's so interesting. And I asked that question because mm -hmm. it's, it's so, I don't know anybody else like Ryan Long. You know, he chose us. And then we chose him right back. You know, he had a way of choosing a person and seeing something like I had no clue. Even when I told him, no, I wasn't really interested in coming to the Gala because I was part of U4G and I didn't want to be another part of another one of those things, you know, just celebrity mm -hmm. things, you know. And when he called me back, said, man, I, I looked at your work. I got to have you here. Uh, he had me because I love this his story and his transparency up front and honest. Uh, with me, but uh, the same thing with Michelle, with you, how did you feel? Do you feel like, because I watched, uh, you know, the development, we've had conversations. Right. Uh, do you feel like Ryan chose you as well? Did we chose him back? What do you think? 
I think Ryan was uh, was uh, an amazing uh, character that is like a magnet to people, yeah. and he's very charismatic. He was great on stage, and um, it was it was mission driven. So yeah. somebody is a mission driven, and he shows you, I'm going to get there no matter what. Yeah, um, you you can't say no to them. You cannot mm-hmm. say no. So yeah. when he asked me to come back, um, first of all, it was a fun place to be. Uh, I hope it's going to continue. He started a legacy that must continue. And uh, I always met great people there. And Ryan was a very close friend of mine. And I still have his um, uh, videos with him on stage right here in the office playing all the time because it's part of my what I, what I play here. Yeah. We show houses, we show real estate, but we also show events. So I can't forget him even if I want. Of course, I don't want to because he's in front of my face all the time. He plays on the, so there's screens throughout the building here and he plays all over. So we see Ryan all day. Um, so it's city gala and then houses for sale, city gala, then houses for sale. So it's yeah. been quite a journey. And really Ryan was such a, a beautiful spirit with a very powerful mission. And sometimes when we're given such a powerful mission, we have energy that can come into our field that is disservice to us. And Ryan definitely was somebody who was very dimensional in his mind. He was very spiritually gifted. And I just feel that his spirit is forever working on lighting our world up to continue to pursue the dream, whether it be on the physical plane or the dimensional plane. He is still very much with us. Well, I'll tell everybody out on our radio show and even looking at Facebook, uh, he's been uh, on my show a couple of times. Uh, I've been, he's interviewed me several times on his Facebook Live as well. And, uh, you know, I'm, we're bringing him up and a lot of people say, well, who is this gentleman? I want you to just get everybody to understand that he is a person that brought so many people together. Mm-hmm. People together that would never, ever have met or be able to build a relationship had it not been for his dream and his vision. And you can, a person can say what they want, but the true blessing through everything in the nonprofit world, he helped us start our nonprofit, encouraged us to do it. When he offered me the Legacy Award and said I was going to be the first award, I didn't know what that meant. I, I'd never written a check to the gala. And, but I couldn't believe that. I, I didn't understand what he saw in me. Um, and not that I downplayed myself, but I didn't know what he saw but he had the ability to, to see and, and to choose. And I'm forever thankful, but he lives forever because with him, all the great relationships that we have and the great things that we are doing and the trajectory that we're on right now, um, it just uh, changed all of our lives. I believe it impacted us in a great way. And because of that, three of us and, and many other people in our, I don't want to say tribe, in our community, <laughs> in our community, uh, we continue to still communicate and uh, would do great things. So I'm forever, forever thankful. But Michelle, you, I remember you telling me that also he saw certain things in you and uh, yeah. it believed in you. So tell us a little bit about, about that. We got about uh, three, two minutes, three minutes. Yeah, so um, I went through, as you guys know, I went through a really powerful awakening and started seeing energy and hearing voices. And my third eye flipped open. And in a world that we were in six years ago, it really made you feel crazy. And when I came into Ryan, we went out and I said, did you know about nanotech? Do you know about the new earth? Do you know about this amazing new world that we're coming into? And, and he's like, okay, you know, and as time went on, he would remind me regularly, you're magical, not mental. 
Don't let this world make you think you're mental when you're a magical being. And he regularly instilled that in me and constantly made me try harder. So as by the time this last summit and gala happened, I was doing everything from booking the speakers to putting them on the, to getting their videos, to doing everything. When in the beginning, I was so in, too enlightened to the point my brain wasn't even working. All I could do was put something on his calendar. I couldn't even get more of the job done to plan these events. And he just continued to love on me and help me to realize my own potential. And here I am in this totally new frequency and vibrational field, continuing to magnetize amazing people. Uh, I just had a great call with David Ament this morning who I'm connecting to you all. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know who David Ament is, but no, he, no. yes, he's an incredible man. I just feel so thankful that Ryan uh, made the decision to bring us all together. And I'm so honored to be the finisher of this project. He started it and I'm here to help to finish it in regard to really bringing global unity together. And that's what's so neat about this call right now is that we have great things to do together and we're just getting started. Yes, right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but I want uh, Yuval and I want Michelle, uh, Dr. Kara, my wife, myself, and each and every one of you who are listening or who are watching to know that we all are nature's greatest miracle. And Ryan just helped bring that out. And he provided us the right environment, soil, fertilizer, and seed. And sometimes you may have felt like it was fertilizer, not me, but sometimes that stuff that stinks that you don't really like to care for, that's the stuff that really makes you grow, that's like really necessary to Miracle like grow. It's yeah. miracle. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. And Kara's going to jump in here a little bit. Yeah. And we'll talk to you about a little bit more about uh, some of the great things. She, she's a double scientist, too, and a physicist. So, <laughs> yeah, man, you both you guys are really smart. We're, we're, we're global, uh, you know, magical people. <laughs> so we'll be right back with this commercial break with Yuval and Michelle. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red says. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. 
Hey, welcome back. I'm here with my wife, Dr. Kara Scott. Yes. I'm here with uh, Yuval Z. And I'm here with Michelle. And Yuval is my brother from another mother. But like Bill Walsh says, I got the better tan. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's big in real estate. He's coming to town. I'm mm-hmm. going to turn it over to, to Kara. You know, I think, uh, you know, they always say that obstacles create opportunity. And for a lot of people, they're, you know, they're operating in a space of fear um, for some people. And some people are just like, you know, challenges happen. Life happens. You know, it's not about what happens. It's how you deal with what happens. So I'm just excited. Um, I had someone call me the other day. We, we, we go on cruises every year, right? The Marketers Cruise. And um, we've created friendships with people from different, you know, from just different parts of the world. And one of the guys from the jewelry store reached yeah. out yesterday and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? I was like, everything is good. And he's like, everything is good. Like he was puzzled. And I'm like, yeah, you know, what are you going to do with it? It's not like what's happening is targeted to one person. Like right now we're dealing with the pandemic that is worldwide. And he's in St. Kitts. He's in St. Kitts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, you know, wow. Like he was really pretty much stumped. But I'm just like, what are you going to do? You know, just kind of, you know, just roll over and, and, and ball up in the corner. No, you make the best of every situation. Yeah. So um, you mentioned about the real estate and I'm excited about that because that's one of our new projects. And I was upstairs listening um, before I came down and I heard some of the things that you were saying, you all um, about the projects that you're working on. So we're excited that you'll be in town um, within the next couple of weeks. And like James said, we'll just glove up, mask up and, you know, make the connection. Yeah. So. yeah. But this is about this is a buyer's market. What do you think the next six months? I think the market is really going to be even bigger for a buyer's market. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will be. First of all, real estate is driven by loans. Um, this is, is, is a actually market that's driven by loans. The banks are loaning money, but only to certain buyers. So mostly all the paper they were selling on Wall Street, secondary market is right now not selling. Mm-hmm. So people who are doing loans are actually shutting down. That means there's going to be much less liquidity, much less buyers. I'm talking about people who buy to flip, people who buy commercial real estate. So I expect the commercial real estate to take a big hit. I expect the fix and flip market to suffer as well, which is good for people who have the cash to buy. There'll be less competition. I do expect, I think, the market for first-time buyers, FHA buyers, uh, conventional loan that's being uh, sponsored by Freddie and Fannie Mac, those probably are going to be okay because the government always going to print money and support those type of uh, homes. But if you're trying to get a, co- uh, a commercial property, it's going to be tougher. Uh, also because the tenants are not paying rent. Offices are closed. Many commercial people don't pay the rent. So, of course, that's why also it's going to be really tough to get a loan. People are out of a job. So, actually, also in the conventional loan market, maybe tougher a little bit because we talk about conventional loans. It's also driven by employment. When you would try to get a loan for a quarter million dollar house, they're going to ask you, what do you do if you're unemployed? No loan. But I expect those loans to continue. So this market will probably be the last to come down. So I really think we're going to see a, a, a drop in the, in the market for 25 to 30% this year. Well, for everyone else who's listening, you know, the great thing about you, you all, that you, you're, first of all, you're an attorney. And then you've had leadership experience and you've it was in, in being in the military, there's a discipline as far as when you operate into a task that goes along with that. 
And then you've had uh, in the in the production space, you know, the creative part is there. Uh, you've got this magical partner next to you that that fills in the gap. You know, I always say a, a rising tide floats all boats. So we just so we, love Michelle. Yeah, oh, we love Michelle. We we love Michelle. And, uh, and and in the real estate, so I'm looking at this. I'm saying, wow, you know, um, you know, I think that people need to learn from you. Have you ever have you written a book, or have you thought about writing a book or a program? Or well, I I've written uh, articles. Um, I've I've done speeches. Uh, part of my uh, problem is time to sit down and write a book. He needs a ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah, I need somebody to really make me do it. Uh, going through uh, through law school, you know, you have timeline. You have to write all those essays and all those things. You go through. So when I have this on me, I get it done. Yeah. <laughs> but but when I don't have it, it's you know the procrastination. I'm very good in business. I move things, but to sit down and write a book, it's in my mind what I'm going to be writing about. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother is a publisher of uh, three books already in right. his field. He's a professor for gymnastic and healthy living. Um, I have an idea of what the book is going to be called and what I'm going to write about, but I'm going to need some time off to do it. I also told him we're going to start some meditation practices so he can be downloading exactly what the book's supposed to be about because he's got all this wisdom and now we got to just channel it into that new. Yeah, that's how, yeah. I love that's, how, that's how you live forever. And I'll tell you, I've got somebody I think may be good. I don't, I don't get anything out of it, but she wrote my book and she, I like people who write and it sounds like I'm talking to them. She says a very, very good gift to be able to take the information and plan it where it's not something you just read. It's something that you feel and you experience as well. So, you know, Kara has uh, several uh, uh, papers that have been published. Mm -hmm. uh, her research has been published. And I know you've got a lot of papers you've done. So I'm going to let you all talk intelligently. The, the magical people are going to come back later. And I'm going to finish out with me and Miss Magic over there. She's, she's, she's intelligent, too. Yeah, she's, she's super intelligent. I am, too, but we're magical. This young lady, when, when we've talked and had conversations, whether it was on the phone, Zoom, face-to-face, -face, it's just I could sit and talk to her for hours because she just gets it. And it's like it's just it, like it just rolls out of her mouth where most people are like, let me go look it up, let me study it. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, this is what I know. You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And I, I know so much that I know nothing. <laughs> I know so much that I know nothing. That's okay. what I I was out of town. We were having an event for Veterans Month mm -hmm. here. Michelle talks to my staff, and we're trying to figure out what can we do for the veterans? What can we do for the veterans? 24 hours, 50 turkeys. Just like that. 24 yeah. hours. 50, we did exactly what she said to do. 24 hours, 50 turkeys. Yeah. Yeah, and we would never have one. I would have to buy five. I would have bought 10 turkeys and tried to play it all like somebody gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, he would have just rolled the chain. Going again this year. We got to keep that going right now. Amen. Amen. We got it. We're feeding seniors now. We're catering three meals a day. Uh, we've uh, adopted 10 families that we're feeding ourselves every single week. And uh, it's starting to expand, and we're getting ready for the 100 kids this summer as well. Yeah. Okay, but Kara, talk so much. Talk so much. Intellectuals. Yeah, let's uh, take us to school. <laughs> Where do we start? Um, I don't know. I think one of the things we are talking about what's happening in the midst of this pandemic, how things are shifting, I think that it's going to also have a trickle down effect on how the kids learn because these kids are so bright they are so amazing like and they have access to the outside world and what's going on on so many different levels because of the, the internet so to have them in a traditional setting to sit in a classroom they're so over it 
And so in the midst of this pandemic, even the way that these children are being educated is changing. And what we will see, even when the world opens back up, is that some parents will take the initiative just to continue on this journey with having their children at home and um, bringing in experts, you know, like the two of you to to speak to their children, to open up their minds, to think on a different level from an experience standpoint versus sitting in a classroom and being taught to, like talked at, you know, and just forcing information down their throats. So I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, James want me to talk um, as far as like, it, I, I'm assuming from the education standpoint, because even when I was in school. Well, I let, me ask, like, let me say, let me ask this, for both of you, you and your ball, uh-huh. you, you're both you, making the transition from educated professional mm-hmm. to entrepreneur. Oh, yeah, that's a shift. So that's, that's, I want that's, both of you all to comment on that. That, that's that's a that's a that's a big shift because the way that you're taught when you're in school is is look I'm going to give you an assignment and just do it and there have been times where I'm like well I don't want to do it that way or I want to do something else like I'm being driven or t- driven towards doing something else but you're almost like you know put back on track right <laughs> you're like that's not what we're doing and sometimes I've even had professors to skip chapters. And I'm like, but that chapter may have been important for what it is that I'm trying to understand about what we just learned. So, um, so looking at that whole thing, um, like publishing the papers and making that transition, it was it was different. It was very different. I don't know what would you say was some of the differences with you, um, Yuval, with going from you know having a a law degree. You said accountant, a law, law, law degree, degree. Mm-hmm. having a law degree, and then making that transition over into entrepreneurship. And what do you think needs to happen? for the generation that is in school um, and want to come out and become their own? What, what is something that you wish that you would have been told? Well, first of all, um, you know, school is great. It, it trains your mind to think, to write. Um, it's a good network also of people that you're going to meet there. Okay. And the students you're going to study, the professors. So I recommend going to school. With that being said, we see a lot of very successful people who are college dropouts, like the guy who uh, established Dell, and uh, I think the, the owner of Amazon as well, Jeff. They really didn't graduate school and learn anything in school that made them billionaires. So if you're looking for money, it's not where you're going to get it in school, but it's definitely also to say don't go to school. It's a mistake because school does give you tools. It makes you speak better, read better, uh, express yourself better. It gives you great tools. You can do without them if you're really smart, but I do recommend going to school. However, you're not going to learn in school the everyday um, practice of how to be successful in business. Even going to law school, in the school itself, it's all about theories. So you study the theories. But when I finally joined a law firm and I came all really cocky from being in school and finished cum laude and all that, and the first day in a law firm, I felt like, you know, I'm nobody because the practice of law is so different than what you learn in school. There is some similarities you're going to actually know. You know the laws. You know how to implement things. You learned it. But now, in reality, it's very, very, very different. Uh, and then uh, being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Everybody kind of want to do it because they want to make a lot of money. But you got to also understand is it for you and in what field you're going to do it? So sometimes better to wait, work for some other people and learn from them. I have learned from great people in my life. And I think life is very short 
to make all the mistakes by yourself. You really need to learn from other people. And definitely if you make a mistake, try very hard not to repeat it twice because life is really too short to repeat the same mistake over and over and over again. Wow. But the best thing is to learn from other people's mistakes. How you're doing it is you go work for other people mm-hmm. and you see how they, heaven forbid, lose money because of bad decision, how they get you know, into trouble in their business, how they get out of it and you try to avoid it when you open your own business if it's for you. If it's not for you, if you don't have not not everybody has the stomach to really own their own business, then you can still stay in the corporate America world or small business world and try to become a partner, try to uh, get a very good salary. Sometimes it's better than, than taking the whole risk and opening your own business so you can lose it all. Opening a business, it's fun, but it's also 24-7 work. If you're not in the office, the mind is working. So you know it as entrepreneurs. So I do recommend it, but you also need to know if it's for you. It's not for everybody. Like I know uh, my weaknesses, my strength. I don't think I'm going to be a good singer, so I'm not trying to sing. I don't think I'm going to be a good chef, so I'm not trying to cook, right? <laughs> but I know I'm very good in, 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 in bringing deals together and um, in real estate and other fields. So I'm trying to really do what I can do and, and, and leave other things to other people. So one more time, if they want to get talk to you, get more information, is your website PacificHoldingsGroup.com? Is that the website? Put it in the chat as well. And then in the chat? Okay. And then also we've got uh, CS at PacificHoldingsGroup.com. Yes. And that's that the email. Yes. And look, we're going to be looking out for that book. Well, Michelle, we've got like one minute left. we got 90 seconds. Give me 90 seconds of what your if, – if you want to talk to us, from your heart space, just as human beings, what would you say? The time is now. Um, This opportunity that COVID-19 is giving to us to take time, first of all, to let Mother Earth heal. We have been driving on her, planting, building, creating magic. So we're creating an amazing earth. However, Mother Earth needs the time to purge the energies. And this COVID-19 is giving us an opportunity to allow for our beautiful planet to purge the energies that are no longer needed as we all come together to be of service. And like he said, there are some people who are meant to be the business owners and some people who are meant to support that. If you're a person out in the world who's not necessarily ready to own your own business, but you want to be an entrepreneur, join up with another entrepreneur who's doing a great business and just know that you're part of this entrepreneurship game. And just know that you're worthy and valuable and and well-respected when you come in a very humble standpoint. What I know is that I know a lot, but I'm a student of Yuval. And in a sense, Yuval is a student of mine in the spiritual spiritual community. So there's a lot of expansion. And I feel that we're all guided to each other like angels on earth, brothers and sisters here to serve each other. And what you two, James and Kara, you have done. Hold on, hold on one second. So this is what I'm going to do. We're still on Facebook Live. We're going to close the show. And we're going to go stay, keep going with the conversation on Facebook because I want you to bring it out. You're on the road. I don't want to stop this. So I want to thank everyone for joining us on the James Bentley Show here at Voice America. We look forward to seeing you next week. And remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. There's only possibility and love. So see you all next week. Thank you for listening to The James Dentley Show. 
Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week. We'll be right back.